DNVR Bets Daily. RK, Professor Dre, a.k.a. The Math Magician. And we have a really, really fun show planned out for you guys today. Obviously, we'll go over last night's KBO bets. Maybe even a little bit of tonight action for the KBO as we have uh, looked into what might be on the site tonight. Yeah. But not to, to not bury the lead here. We have an incredible interview coming with Curtis Blades, yep. the number three ranked heavyweight fighter in the world for UFC. And uh, he gave us some incredible insight when we recorded this interview just a little bit earlier. So really excited to, uh, to share his insights. And Andre, I'll just tell you right now, I'm following whatever he says. That's, what he, that's yep. my bets. Yeah, probably pretty fair. Uh, he he knows his stuff and he knows uh, the the most important underdog in the biggest fight of all and Justin Gagey and the fact that they uh, hang out and train train adjacent to each other here in Colorado. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just amazing, just amazing to have a world class guy like that. One of the best wrestlers in the entire heavyweight division and ask him stuff like, how do you think uh, Ferguson against Gagey is going to go on the ground? It was just incredible. Uh, he brought the thunder. He had some great underdog picks. It was uh, it was dreamy, man. So we'll get to that in a second. But of yeah. course, the well, world wants to know why I'm wearing sunglasses tonight, and that is, of course, why because I went two and one on my KBO picks yesterday, bringing me back to 500. And sure. I feel really good at five. You know, like I'm not celebrating 500. I'm celebrating my two and one yesterday. Hey. I, I like to operate, you know, day by day like that. Just take the world as it comes to me, but uh, uh, just a split three and three for you yesterday, sitting pretty mm. at seven and five, the professor and uh, good for you, man. You know, you're, you're holding <laughs> us down here. If everyone's following every pick we've had so far, you've got us in the bonus. Yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm kicking myself for, uh, you know, going back to the well against and picking against the KT Wiz and taking that, Minus, you know, one and a half, the one and a half points for the, the deuce on bears that failed me because betting on all the overs gave me a three, two night. I should be sitting pretty here at seven, uh, and, four. seven and four instead, you know, the hubris of it all. There's no, I have yet to find a metric that tells me how many bets are too many bets. How many picks are too many picks. I pushed it just too far and uh, I had a 500 day. Should have been three and two. I got to admit that the Doosan pick was my most confident pick of the night. I was like, oh, this yeah. is this is easy money here because they were rolling. They were two and one. They had just put down two beat downs on my twins. And KT Wiz was just a joke leading up to that game. And then they just yeah. drop a 12 piece like it's nothing. Uh, so we know <sighs> we should just be chart. We don't know their names. We can just chart them on when their starts are. We're like, okay. Doosan fourth starter sucks. You know, That's just right. put That's these right. away. You know, yep. LG Twins Ace is exactly that, an ace. And we'll just we'll just base all of our uh, takes off of that. Yeah, I mean slowly but surely, once that sample size widens, we uh we'll be all all good. Okay. So, so quickly, obviously a huge UFC slate this weekend. Uh some concerning news that yeah. came out just minutes before we went live here that uh, one of the fighters scheduled to go, Ronaldo Souza, 
Yeah. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, so tested so. positive for for coronavirus. Just uh, you know, the news just came out just minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so obviously he will not be fighting. Um, and we hadn't talked about that that fight anyway. But right. uh, you hope that they can find a way to make sure you know, and and that they're being honest when they say he was separated from all the other fighters. Everyone's safe, and you hope that they're able to uh, move forward on this without putting anyone at any further risk. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So quickly, before we get into Curtis, because I'm riding with all of his bets, we didn't have this one available to us when we talked to him yesterday. So uh, DraftKings, of course, the DraftKings Sportsbook, the presenting sponsors of this show, they are just saying like, hey, come bet on UFC. We'll give you 50 free dollars because they just put out a prop. And it is Gagey and Ferguson to go over 11 seconds in the fight. Now, if you've never bet on UFC before, you should know that there is a chance, a slim chance, that this could go under. A very slim chance. I mean, I've seen the yes. seven-second fight before in my life. Yes. Um, so, I, you know, there's a little bit yeah. of pause there. It's not – I'm not going to call right. it a complete uh, lock. Well, I'm not going to call it, you know – no matter what, you have to take this bet. Although I'm pretty much saying that, uh, you know, these guys might dance around for four seconds, and and you're almost halfway there. So the bet is over 11 seconds on the fight, and you can bet up to fifty dollars on that, and it's plus 100, even money. Bet 50, win 50. So unless something crazy happens, the UFC just gave you a fifty dollar boon to your budget for betting on UFC tomorrow night. They're paying for your pay per view. That oh my god! You there it is. Yeah, going into this, we were thinking, what's a safe bet to pay for your pay per view, and what are some other fun bets you want to root for? This just paid for your pay per view. Now let's have some fun because, but DraftKings is literally paying for you to watch this pay per view fight. That's incredible. Yeah. Hadn't thought of it that way. That's that's a great way to think of it. Free fight. You're Free in. Fight. You're back. You're back to ground zero before you even start betting. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of getting in on these fights, we have an awesome interview, like we said, with Curtis Blades here. So why don't we take the interview with Curtis Blades, see what he has to say, and we really, really appreciate him for his time. Uh, let's hear from Curtis, a DNVR guy. And we are excited okay, there we go. to bring in the number three heavyweight contender in the world, the future of the heavyweight division of UFC, Curtis Blades. Curtis, we're stoked to have you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on your show. Hey, so we know you hang out a lot in Vegas. Do you like to get uh, action on sports when you're out there? Uh, no, I'm not really uh, a gambler. Uh, I usually just go out there to watch the fights. I enjoy watching them live. Are you? Uh, what What is it that you like about just going to watch the the fights live? Uh, it's it's experience, you know, being able to like watch it and like see all the movements like without hearing the the commentary because sometimes that can be distracting and they can like persuade you right which way to to lean like just to watch it that's awesome now we were hearing you you train at elevation with justin gagey right yeah 
What have you been doing training wise? Are you guys still at that gym working together and stuff? No, he has his own gym. Um, he and his coach, they own Onyx. Oh, yeah. That's where they make the gloves at. And yeah. He also happens to have like a, a training room in there, like wrestling mats, bags. It's not a very big gym, but it's only been him and like small groups of guys. Like, I haven't been working out with Gaethje. We've hung out, but I haven't been mm-hmm. like working out because I'm not a, a lightweight and I can't really help. Right, him. right. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of his chances? Obviously, he's the underdog in, in this fight. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? How do you think he's going to do? I think it's honestly 50 50. Like, you can't honestly say either guy has a, a like, a huge advantage over the other. If Gaethje's a Division One wrestler, yeah. he's got, and I've seen his defensive wrestling. He doesn't use his offensive wrestling very much, but right. it's not in the game. But his defensive wrestling is excellent. He's got heavy hands, he's got great footwork, and he's got a great jaw. And then you got Tony, he also has a great jaw. He's very unorthodox. He's he's really funky on the ground. So mm-hmm. he's, and he's and he's always tossing up elbows and everything. So he's got his own the game also. It's just who's gonna be able to implement their style uh better and who honestly who can take more more punishment because they're both gonna get hit. We know that it's gonna be bloody. It's just who 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 has a higher pain. Uh, yeah i think that's really interesting because i think the pace of this is just going to be insane these are two guys who just like don't hold back they set the tone and they keep coming relentlessly and it's going to be really interesting who's able to dictate the pace and who's able to kind of control the pace because i think of the way both these guys handled edson barbosa another guy who comes at you constantly 24 seconds in, Tony took him to the ground. And what you said about uh, Gagey's defensive wrestling, I think that's going to play a huge part. We haven't really seen him wrestle, even though he's an all-conference wrestler. How he handles, you know, Ferguson, who, as you said, is funky as hell on the ground, is going to be really interesting. But Gagey against Barbosa, he took him against the fence, slowed him down that way. And the other thing, the Gagey weapon to really slow momentum down are those leg kicks which I don't know if Ferguson's been attacked like that because that could slow him down from keeping the pace for five rounds. Most definitely. Uh, I know that's always a part of Gaethje's uh, yeah. game plan. Whenever I watch him spar, he's always tossing those inside, outside, little ch- chippy leg kicks. And there's not much of a, a windup, but he likes to end a lot of his combos with that uh, leg kick. Even if it doesn't always land, the threat's always there. You got to you guys start to worry about it. And maybe Ferguson, he goes to catch it and then he takes it into the Superman punch or something like that. There's there's a million ways this could go because they both got all the striking in the world. So it's going to be exciting, that's for sure. Obviously, you know, UFC is going to be uh, the main sporting event that people are paying attention to this weekend with so little sports out there right now. For people who are just getting into this, might be just watching their first UFC fight this weekend, what do you think they should be watching for? What's something that you're excited about about this fight from an entertainment perspective? Well, I don't know if I'm exactly excited for it, but I am interested to see how... All these high-profile um, high fighters are going to be able to perform without having the, the yeah. uh, crowd there. Because I know me 
personally, I, um, I wouldn't say I, I need to have them there, but I do feed off the energy like the the, the booze or the applause yeah. either way. I do feed off of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how guys react to just an empty, not empty, but a very, very uh, almost empty uh, crowd room. Like it's going to be weird. Yeah. You're going to be able to hear every every point of contact, every slam, and maybe that affects the judging differently because they're able to hear mm. everything. I don't know. It'll be interesting, though. Yeah, definitely. So do you see this going the distance or you think someone's getting a submission no. or a KO? Okay. No, it's not going the distance. Yeah. That's a minus 530. So Vegas definitely <laughs> agrees with you. Uh, well, not... shoot, I'm, I don't like to gamble, but I, I put down 100 bucks on that. If it did happen, that would be like the part of the year. Right. So... Right. Yeah. And also, does Gagey have enough? I mean, because this oh, fight yeah. was kind of established know. late. Could he go five rounds, do you think? He's he's always ready. He's not one of those guys who, after a fight, they don't go back in the gym for two months. He he loves them. I don't love the fight. I uh -huh. enjoy it because it's a good way to make uh, yeah. a living. But he right. loves this. He's in the gym all the time. His, his conditioning is A1. And that's another... Active. We are in elevation. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in, in Jacksonville. I don't think conditions going to be an issue for right for Gage. I, I kind of hope that I get to fight down in Jacksonville because I live here also. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like you kind of like that plus 150 for, for Gagey here in the upset. If it's a coin toss, might as well take the better odds. I'll take Gagey every time. Beautiful going to be the fight of the year i can't wait i'm so excited for this fight these two guys what a great you know way to advertise ufc while nothing else is going on yeah that's a good main event obviously uh, you know obviously here in denver and i'm sure you do and everyone you know pays close attention to football uh we've got greg hardy on the card this weekend mm -hmm. i'm curious what you think of him as a fighter as a I initially, I didn't think he was that good at all, to be honest, because a lot of the guys they were giving him weren't that good either. Right. He didn't look extremely impressive beating him. But then when he beat beat my buddy uh, Juan Adams, mm -hmm. I think that was like last October-ish, mm -hmm. around there, he beat him, and that was a pretty bad uh, loss for Juan. And then he moves on. He, he, he jumped in there with um, – uh, Volkov, yeah. yeah, I'm about to go fight. And I was honest, I don't know if I was impressed by Hardy or I was just disappointed and Volkov right. for not being able to put him away because Hardy right. broke his hand early in like the second round. Mm -hmm. And then from there on out, he's basically a one-handed guy who doesn't have a whole lot of experience. You would expect a guy like Volkov to be able to put him away. So they either, either A, Volkov isn't as as talented as I was previously led to believe, or yeah. D. Hardy is a lot more talented than we all initially believed. So I'm hoping after this weekend, I have a better idea of which one that was in that fight. 
Yeah. Do you think he's kind of overrated as an athlete? Because everyone says he's a great athlete. Obviously, he's an NFL talent, um, great yeah. athlete. But shoot, I think you could get a couple QB pressures if that's all you work towards with your feet and hands. So, you know, there, there are other great heavyweight athletes. I think he's a great athlete, but you have to be a great athlete. Like, you just have right. to get into the NFL and right. then to jump over into the UFC at later age. He's a great athlete. He's He's got the height. He's got the weight. He's got the measurables. But the difference in being an athlete and being athletic in, in that certain sport. I'm an athlete, but you put me put me out there with a bunch of guys playing um, uh, uh, um Baseball, mm-hmm. I won't look at athletic, <laughs> yeah. or right, or just a lot of different sports. I won't yeah. look at look. I don't know. I don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. of how to implement my athleticism within the rules of the game. Right. I don't think he knows how to balance his feet, how to bounce, how to switch, how to. I don't think he he knows how exactly, and and that's to be expected. He's very early yeah. on in his his career. I I'm just now in the last two years gain like a greater right um and greater knowledge of all that stuff so i don't expect him to have it but yeah i don't believe he he knows how to use his athleticism within uh, the cage that's interesting and there's this the castro fight i've got a bit of a betting theory that especially with the heavyweights you could even hedge it a little, but why not go after the underdogs? You know, as our boss, Brandon Spano, who worked in boxing for a while, says, those guys are so big, but, you know, the cranium's the same size for everyone. So at a certain point, it's just hard to take certain hits to the head. Honestly, I could see Hardy. I think he loses. I think this guy, DeCastro, I think he's got a better knowledge of how yeah. to like, use his, his skills. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Hardy's the more athletic guy, but I don't think he has the striking knowledge yet to, yeah. to really take advantage of that. And this, the Castro's a deceptive athlete too, even though he's a bit of a bigger guy, you know, I love Those this. Those are the ones that get you. Those are the ones that get you. The yep. ones who, who don't look athletic. I made that mistake a few times in high school. You know, it's heavyweight. You get a lot right. of guys who are sloppy. Right. A, 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 a couple of those sloppy guys were kind of slick. I mean, look at, you know, you're in Denver. Look at Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. He looks, and that's how, that probably happens to him a lot. Guys mm-hmm. are playing him like, oh, he's not right. going to do And then and he starts getting off on you. Like, how do you end up with 22, 8, and 8? <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> on an off day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man! Well, I love that. I love that. Uh, Curtis has given us the underdog. Upsets. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm jacked. That's another one, though. That's not going the distance, right, Curtis? No, no. I, okay. I, I, I highly doubt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're with you. Okay, where do you want to go next, Ryan? The co-main event? Yeah, let's little talk, guys. Yeah, let's touch on that. <sighs> this is a weird one, Curtis. Uh, Henry Cejudo, gold medalist. Uh, wrestler and a champion in two divisions against Dominic Cruz, who's been out of the sport. His last fight was a loss in a title fight for the bantamweight in 2016. We haven't seen him in four years now. Um, you know, he's Cruz is a great matador, great defensive fighter. And Cejudo's just this world-class wrestler with a huge heart. 
great chin um, and, you know, really deceptive striking ability. He can ground and pound you for days. He's kind of like a mini Curtis over here. Um, how do you just see this? Um, do you have any insights on Curtis, on Cruz? Uh, because we haven't seen him in four years, so I don't know what to expect. No, I mean, the only thing I could add on to Cruz and to your uh, uh, assessment of him is I don't even, I don't really believe he, he beat uh, TJ, even though it's TJ. Yeah. You yeah. know, now that he was, he was on that stuff. Right. When they fought, I, I thought TJ had beat him. Yeah. When uh, Cruz came back after a layoff then, and he came back and beat TJ. I don't think he won that one. So, that's really all I can offer. Um, I'm gonna go with Henry just because I do think grappling is gonna play into this. Uh, I, yeah. I do believe he's a better grappler. I did. I believe he's a stronger guy. Also, I believe he'll be able to hold him down, and um, I think he'll. I think it'll be a, a decision. I, mm. I think Cruz is really, really t tough. Obviously, yeah. coming back from all the ACL injuries, right. we know that. Um. I don't see him getting finished because because Cody Cody Garba he couldn't finish him either. Right. And I right. think he he hits harder than Henry. So yeah, yeah. I think Cruz loses, but by decision, but it'll be like a dominant decision. I think he gets handily beat. Right. Yeah. That no no to go the distance at plus one thirty one has me intrigued. But you're right. Cruz is just such a good defensive guy. It's hard to see this not going the full five. All right, no upsets there, but that's okay. I, uh, we're good. Maybe in the Francis Ngannou, Jarzinho, Rosen strike. I would love, I would love for that to be upset. You're right. Me. Right. I was going to ask, do you, are you personally invested in this? Are you rooting, rooting for Rosen strike hard because that opens up more of a potential title fight for you? I mean, I'm not going to say, here's what I'll say. Did you guys, yeah, either of you guys watch Dragon Ball Z? Uh, no, here and there, no. limited though. Yeah. Well, I'm sending him all my energy right now. Like if, <laughs> I could, if I could send him my my wrestling abilities, I would. If I if oh I man, him, I would do that because I do want him to win. But no. do I see it really happen? I don't know. He yeah. he's going against a lot of things because Engano's he's longer. He looks more explosive. Yeah. He looks Aster, he's a, he's a, he's a, the more aggressive guy, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I think the only way that Rosenstruck can pull it off is he's got to be now he got to be on the bicycle for that first two two and a half minutes. Yeah, he's on that bicycle, jab and move, jab. Well, no, only even jab because jabs will lead to the counter right. Right, don't jab, but eat. You're gonna have to be on your bicycles, throwing your kicks. And honestly, I don't know if he has the stability, but it would help him if he went uh, outpaw. Yeah. He could circle away from the power, but I don't know if he, if he has that in his, his uh, repertoire. Yeah. But right. It would, be a, it would be a lot for him to win. I don't know. I don't know how it happens. Well, we'll definitely be pulling for him because we know you deserve that title fight. We want to see it too. Um, there's an over under one and a half rounds here. We taking the under? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. yeah. Take the under. 
<laughs> that's uh, a minus 125. That's not terrible. No. As far as favorites go. What do you think of the uh, the other Colorado guy in here, uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone? Man, I don't know. Cause you, you never, cool. you never know who's gonna enter that cage when you when you're watching a, a cowboy. Are you gonna get the aggressive, calm, and uh, collected cowboy? Or are you gonna get the hesitant uh, on the other guy? Right, uh, the guy we've seen the last couple. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause he, I, I still believe he, he has all the skills to win, but he doesn't always, you know, pull the triggers. So, so that's mm-hmm. up to him. And I don't know. So that's a hard one. Well, what to make of Pettis? I mean, both these guys have kind of lost some big profile fights their last few. And we're seeing, we're seeing Cowboy up at Walter weight here. But so the thing went. Pettis is, I don't think he has any performance issues. I don't think he, like, he's used to always being under the, the spot. Like, he, I think he embraces it. I think he enjoys it. Okay. The issue with him is he's he's not he's not very uh, 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 durable. He breaks his hands a lot. Right. He gets, he, he doesn't absorb contact. Yeah. Like, well. So, mm-hmm. if, if I'm a cowboy, this is the fight to be aggressive. Hit, hit, come out and hit heads with some heavy kicks, heavy uh, tight knees, and get in there, make it a grind. Because I think Pettis, he didn't like to grind. He don't like those uh, grind them out fights. He likes to do the play in space, just like the Wonder Woman fight. Those are the fights that Pettis, he does the best in. Because those are guys that's going to play his game. The distance game, the right? Who, who can be flashy games? Cowboys should do the opposite of that. Let's not be flashy. Let's be gritty. Use your wrestling. Get them up against the cage. Go like Randy Couture style. Get them up against the cage. Mm-hmm. Don't allow him to be athletic. Cause he, I think Pettis is the more athletic guy. If you yeah. let him be athletic, he's gonna he's gonna beat you just on athleticism. Right. Interesting. I mean, worth it the plus one eighteen to to take the upset here on Cowboy, or you're you're hesitant. No, I'm gonna go Pettis. Okay. I'm gonna go Pettis. I believe he's gonna come out and he's gonna be able to just be faster and land stuff. Well, we just went through like basically five main events with this <laughs> insane card. Yeah. Any other ones that we haven't mentioned that that have your your attention peak that you're excited to watch? Any fights you say like, hey, I, I really see an upset going down here? Um, honestly, I can't remember any of the other. Um, Stevens, Calvin, Qatar, that interests you at all with the featherweights? Oh, I would go uh, uh, Qatar. I think he's okay. the more t- technical guy. Okay. I love it. I love that Blaze is taking sides here, you know, and not not staying on the fence, giving us real yeah, opinions here. He's not holding back. Uh, all right. Well, Blades, you know, you're our guy here at DNVR. We're all we got the whole company rallied around you. When are we going to oh, see yeah. you back out there? Um, I'm I'm scheduled to fight June the 20th, but that was in uh, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, Canada. Mm-hmm. So. And I don't, I don't know if the borders are open, or I don't know what's going on with that. So, um, I guess we'll see. TBD, I guess. Was that going to be the main event on a fight night? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet. 
dude and then after volkov who knows we get gotta get these uh, this weekend yeah Oof. oh man exciting yeah big time all right all right man well hey thank you so much for joining us uh we're all big uh big blades fans here and uh we were pulling for you and we really appreciate you coming on today and and i gotta tell you my card is gonna be your card i'm going with every uh, i'm taking your advice for all straight through how could you not (laughs) beautiful thank you i appreciate it man all right blades we will talk to you soon and uh good luck with all your training man thank you appreciate it you guys have a good day you too man all right that was Curtis Blades, and man, what a guy. I couldn't believe how succinct he was, how, you know, like I mentioned in there, he didn't ride the fence at all. He gave <laughs> real, honest, genuine takes. And uh, I'll just say personally, dealing with athletes and scheduling things with athletes and doing interviews with athletes when it's not at the facility is usually never easy. Uh, not on time, not willing to do it, not this, not that. Blades, we reached out to him. We got an answer quickly. We set a time. He was there at the exact time. Then on top of it, he gives us great answers, great insight, doesn't give us, you know, quote-unquote coach speak or player speak right. or any of that. And I just have to say I'm so, so appreciative of uh, of Blades for being that way. Absolutely. I mean – for a superstar athlete like he is, you know, what a humble guy and just sharing his opinions, amazing insights too, you know, not, a, not afraid to go with the upsets and what have you not go in shock. I mean, it was just incredible to have him on to talk about this big fight. night. Well, like I mentioned, my card is his card. So I believe we have a graphic here of documenting his picks. There they are. Justin Gagey, Henry Cejudo, Jorgen De Castro, yep. Anthony Pettis, and then he also took that um, the featherweight yep. that, that you mentioned. Who was that? Yeah, that's Calvin Qatar against Jeremy Stevens, and then there was another interesting bet. Oh yeah, so I pressed him. So we are rooting for Jarzinho Rosenstrike against Francis Ngannou. But that is not a Blades pick. He did not go that far because Francis Ngannou is obviously a phenom. But when I pressed him, do you like the under one and a half rounds on that fight? He said, yeah. And that was 125 when we did that yesterday. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to find what that is now because that's another really nice pick there. Yeah, it's funny. He he wants yeah. he wants Rosen strike and then oh he said God. and then he essentially said but yeah he's gonna get dropped in under one and a half rounds. Also, yeah. it's kind of weird one and a, when you're betting on one and a half rounds in UFC, I know. Like, a half round is a real thing because so yeah. I assume it's just anything less than two. But it's a little bit weird to press that because you're like, does it? What if it's two thirds of the way through the second round? Well, that's uh, that's two thirds, baby. Um, and I also think if you're betting on Gagey, that's one of those where you might want to hit. If you if you're feeling real confident and you want to double down, I would hit the under one and a half rounds on that Gagey bet as well. If Gagey's to win, it's probably in that one to one and a half range. If Ferguson wins, I see it more in that two to three round range. I keep trying to talk myself into taking the like plus 560 on Cejudo Cruz 
not going the distance and then re-listening to Blades' advice. I'm not doing that. Wow. But I mean, there's some add-ons there. It feels so juicy. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, because you're like, what if someone, just, what if you just right. get them in a headlock or whatever? Right. Like, what sometimes guys like kind of slip or fall and then, or a knee goes out. And, you know, Cruz has had a ton of knee injuries. What if his knee goes out and, you know, Sohudo just jumps on him, starts ground and pounding, and it's a TKO. They end the fight. Plus uh, I, 560. I mean, it's so easy to talk yourself into these. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl props where you're like, yeah, you're totally. like wow, like Patrick totally. Mahomes' rushing touchdown is really plus 1200. Like, right. I could see them getting down to the one and just sneaking it in. Right. Right, they could do it. <laughs> it's so easy. The higher yeah. the juice gets, the easier it is to talk yourself into it. You're kidding me. Okay, let's bring up the uh, the Blades picks one more time just for the people who are trying to write mm. these down at home. So here is the picks. If you're like me, you're going to ride with Blades, build a card around what he has to say. Then there was the two more that Andre mentioned. Uh, that was Ro- the Rosenstrike fight under one and a half. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one, Dre? Yeah, if you're really confident about Gagey, take the under oh. one and a half. And then the featherweight as well. And then, um, yeah, Calvin Qatar uh, to win uh, against Jeremy Stevens. That was another unofficial Blades pick. And then if you really are feeling ambitious, uh, take the uh, Cejudo Cruz not to go to distance at plus five, six. All right. Are you are you putting your name on that one? On the on the not going the distance? Uh huh. Uh no, I don't think I can. Okay, all right. So do you? So is are you with me on just going with blades? That's what that, those are our picks for the weekend. Yeah, I'm going chalk, and I'm adding those two um, under one and a half. Because why not? Like YOLO. All right, there it is. And I loved what he had to say about the Hardy stuff too. Oh, really I interesting. I mean, I, I think um, if you're like me or. Uh, most football fans or right. just most people who are socially aware, you're probably rooting against Hardy. So I'm excited that he picked against him and I'm excited to, uh, to uh, lay a little bit down on his opponent. If you want to feel even better, this DeCastro guy is a guy who kind of came up through the new version of ultimate fighter. He's a girl dad, really nice cat, but you know, he's also a big <sighs> dude and knocks fools out and can move really well for a big guy. So he's a fun fighter to watch. So, yeah, the Castro is easy to root for, especially against Hardy. And he's the Jokic of the UFC, as we found out. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, all. all right. I, that one is the one I'm going to be most invested in. I want nice. that one bad. I want that one real bad. Okay. So there it is. Uh, I, I'm a, I think as we track our records here, do you want to count those or do we just say those were blades? We rode with them and uh, mm, well, right. we'll, we'll, we'll track blades record on Monday. Let's do it that way. Okay. okay I'll be the decision fine. maker that's here. Yeah, that interview was so good. I finished my whole glass of wine. Yeah, I know. I finished my strawberry sky as well. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, we got KBO picks. Hopefully my phone doesn't die here because we're running low. So, I've built a little bit of a strategy here. I love, you know, we're calling it the KT over now because overs are very popular here. But yeah. I got to be honest, I don't trust 
four of these teams that are playing each other. I don't trust the Tigers. I don't trust the Lions. I don't trust the Eagles. And I don't trust the Heroes. So there's nice. three teams that are that are really or three matchups here that I think are really primed to put up some numbers. And as you mentioned, the KBO has upped the number. You know, they haven't uh, they have haven't just sat there like they did yesterday that we tried to take advantage of and went mm-hmm. three out of five. So we learned yesterday not to trust those four teams. And I still think Doosan and KT Wiz is going over. I think yeah. LG Twins and the Dinos are going over. And I think uh, SK Wyverns and Lotte Giants are going over. So those are my picks for the night. Um, I think that the Twins are going to win, but that's just my heart speaking. I think the Dinos are due to lose a game here. But uh, those are my three picks Mm. are the overs on those three games. I'll take the over on Twins Dinos and I'll take the overs on... um... Yeah, I'm I'm gonna follow your strategy. I want the one and a half the one and a half round unders counted as my picks too. So I have two of those. And then special this weekend <laughs> brought to you. Go to the A through Z sports section of your <laughs> DraftKings app. Oh Lord above. <laughs> what are we going here? Let's scroll down to soccer and Faroe Islands for me. <laughs> and um What are you we- doing? Here we have some phenomenal picks. We, this is the highest scoring of the Scandinavian soccer leagues. They average 3.2 goals per game. I've read up on all the stats. The big discussion is, will they be high-scoring games early in the season or low-scoring games? Will it, will the rush show itself more on offense or defense? And I'm kind of hedging my bets by taking the under 2.5 goals with the AB. Ajir versus Vikingur Gota. <laughs> so that's um, under two and a half on that you, one. <laughs> you got to tell us this before so we can get a graphic so people know what the I guess hell you're talking about. That's true. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to surprise you. I'm also taking the over on KL Klavixen against B36. The over two and a half. That's a minus 155. I'm also taking both teams to score in that game at minus one nine. Ryan, these are high scoring teams in the Faroe Island Soccer League. Both teams to score at 190 is is a nice bet. Finally, in the upset of the weekend. (laughs) I'm taking bottom feeder, Evie Seymour. The giant slayers, have they been told to me? Oh, I um, lost you there for a second. <laughs> okay. Killed by a I'm the the giant slayers. Eb Seymour. They're going against the top four team. There's a not a lot of parity in this league, but still, I'm taking them to tie. For them to tie for this crappy Faroe Islands league to tie is a plus seven hundred. So that's my upset of the week weekend, I guess. No one was able to follow any of that. I'm gonna need you to write it it down. Tweet it out. Tweet it out. out. (laughs) I cannot believe we really lost you here. We really lost Andre. Yes, I legit had a friend talking me off a ledge today and telling me not to take the upset from EB Seymour. That was a plus twelve hundred, and just take the tie. So that's what I'm doing. Can you spell Faroe Islands for me? It's not P H A R like like pharaohs in Egypt, is it? No, it's an F F A R O E. 
and then islands. Tell me more. Where is the Faroe Islands? Mm, I guess in <laughs> Northern Europe, but I'm not quite... <laughs> that part of geography class slips my mind. You know what? Uh, I, I want, In the interest of information, <laughs> I want the people to know where the, this island that they're betting on is. And I just want to say next weekend, we have German soccer, so it's going to start to get a little less absurd with the weekend pick soon enough, but... All right, here's what I've got for us so far. Faroe Islands is a self-governing archipelago, part Mm -hmm. of the Kingdom of Denmark. Oh, there you go. It comprises 18 rocky volcanic islands between Iceland and Norway in the North Atlantic Ocean, connected by road tunnels, ferries, causeways, and bridges. Hikers and bird watchers, I'm in, are drawn to the islands, mountains, valleys, and grassy heathland. And wow. steep coastal cliffs that harbor thousands of seabirds. And, of course, the capital is Torshven. Uh, I think you mentioned them earlier. Possible. Who uh, and so there you go. There are so. the Faroe Islands. I highly recommend Googling it and just hitting the images because, goodness gracious, we really have a beautiful country here. I right. Mean, We've discovered another part of the world. Isn't this great just... The DMVR bets bringing the world together. Look at that. Look at the Faroe Islands. Wow, Just an gorgeous. absolutely beautiful place. That's so gorgeous. there you go. Nice. Hop in know. on it. Um, and I, I will not. I, I trust you so much. I'm not getting in on Faroe okay. Island soccer. Okay. I love it. Good. <laughs> so there we go. That it is. That is going to wrap it up for us this week on DNVR Bets Daily presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And and as I mentioned yesterday, you know, this is a lot of fun. We love to have a lot of fun with it. But if for some reason uh, you feel like you've gone a little too far with gambling and you're having trouble trouble getting out of the hole, call 1-800-522-4700 and hopefully they can provide you some help. But that's going to do it for us this week. I cannot wait for this UFC slate. I think Blades is just going to knock it out of the park and we're going to come back and and say we owe him some money on Monday. So excited for that, excited for the weekend, and we thank you all for tuning in on the very first week of DNVR Bets Daily. We can't wait to keep this baby rolling. So thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you soon.